I'm Tam Saunders in Los Angeles, California, and in these turbulent, trying times, I've noticed that I've been eating a lot of carbs, which I normally don't eat. Granola, pizza, bagels, delightful chocolate bars. I know, too, that if I keep this up, I will gain weight. What to do? I had to create a new cuisine that makes use of what I have in the refrigerator. Now, I... I don't consider myself a chef, no, far from it, but how do you explain a dish which I put together just last night, and if I may say so, is delightful to look at, healthy to eat, has almost zero carbs, and tastes mm, good and so satisfying. Am I proud? Yes. But of course I'm humbled too and ashamed, ashamed that it took me this long to finally create the utterly carbless hot dog salad. Wow. I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York, a 40 minutes walk from the flagship of hot dogs, Nathan's. But I must say, hearing about your innovative carb-free hot dog recipe makes me wonder, really, which is the most prestigious culinary award you should be awarded? Because surely it must be presented to you for this marvel of cooking ingenuity. And I must say, I am prepared to stand up to the inevitable grumbling voices of the so-called <laughs> establishment who resents someone they consider to be an outsider walking <laughs> off with an award that they covet, but clearly do not deserve the way you do. So, so well, I, I'm prepared for that resentment, and yet I'm not. I'm, I, I'm, I'm fearing uh, going on Twitter uh, and, and getting the hatred from all the chefs who, who, who didn't win this hypothetical award that we're talking about. But... I do feel that from our generation, Scotty, yours and my generation, my yes. generation, we can give to the next one, the, the and, and, and X and the millennials, and uh, uh, we can give them the joy, Scotty, of the cooking segment, once mm. so popular on daytime talk shows of the 1970s, such as Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin and the Today Show. And I'm so glad you bring that up because uh, they're, you know, the slight remnants of that, and maybe just uh, uh, Rachel Ray has her own show where she just where she cooks. But yeah, the, you would look oh, yeah. forward to that, it, it, and they would put on. And Mike Douglas would put on the apron, I think, sometimes too, over his suit, and just uh, and to see a celebrity cooking something was just fascinating. Because like, wow, they're just doing what we do. And, yeah, and, uh, having a good time and getting out of the chair and joking about yeah. stuff. It's never really serious, you know. There's always no. plenty of of humorous. Uh, uh, that would be actually a great idea, on your face or... The very how about the very serious cooking segment. <laughs> that would be... the very earnest, serious. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> starvation in the world. What I'm making now could feed this many family. Uh, it's very sad. <laughs> somebody makes doing... a joke about you know puts a cherry on their nose. It, the, the 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 host just stares at the person. Oh, just scorned, stares. Scorned. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the, the cold stare. The cold the, stare. Uh, like, are you done now? Can we get back to the serious work of <laughs> cooking? And they had no laughter. No laughter. Yeah, that didn't happen. Stuff. But but no. It, it, and thank God it didn't happen. So uh, and and we fear that someday uh, a cooking segment will be uh, completely serious and joyless. But for now, uh, uh, our our uh, bulwark against that happening is to have uh, these uh, this type of uh, more comical, relaxed, as you say. There's no celebrities here, so. Uh, it's it's a it's celebrity less. Uh, well, that's the new trend, experience. though. The, the average, the common man. That, you know, we're, the common man. Uh, look, yeah. Look, 
and there's celebrities in the food world who still people wouldn't have heard of anyway. Oh even God, though they, and it's awkward can. too. And celebrities don't know yeah. necessarily know how to cook, and who cares what the, uh, uh, what they make to eat because we don't get to eat it. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But you're right, Scotty. This is more the common man in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Well, and also you wouldn't expect we don't have a training, a formal training. Uh, we didn't. You didn't go to my knowledge the Culinary Institute. Uh, New Hyde Park, New York, or study with chefs. I don't know that for a fact. That, that's my assumption. But what you turned out, if you had told me you had done that kind of training, I would have said, well, it, that makes sense. From what yeah, you just yeah. Came up. well, wait till you hear it. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. uh, that, then, you'll, then you'll truly be- Even more so. It, yeah, you, it'll be difficult to wrap your brain around that I didn't go to the Ecole de Francais or whatever those yeah. schools are called. Um, you start with two- Hot dogs. Now, in my case, Scotty, I had these Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Now, that's not my mm. hot dog of choice. No, uh, 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 it would. My hot dog of choice would be Nathan's or um, uh, Hebrew National. Hebrew National. Yeah. Can I, by the way, I remember the ads for Hebrew National growing up and legendary. Um, you know, most hot dogs they have fillers. We have all beef because we have to answer to a higher authority. Yes. And the camera pans up. That's and right. you know what it means? Yeah. Um, and that was a yeah. great ad. And that was that was yeah. the, when these ads were coming out of New York were so creative oh. and, yeah, and funny. great. They were just very uh, uh, just that thinking about that. Uh, but 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 uh, I had um, the Oscar Mayer hot dog. And the only thing the Oscar Mayer hot dog had going for it in my day was the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, which we've talked about oh, in the yeah. past yeah. Uh, here. We've not, we, we, we haven't shied away from discussing the Wienermobile. And bears repeating because uh, a lot of people think, oh, that was funny, the thing you made up. No, 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 we don't make these things up. This is a real Oscar Mayer. We make some things up, but this, some things up, this yes. is not. Not related to hot dogs. Yeah, the, uh, this yeah, was a real struggle. A, a, an actual yeah. vehicle. It didn't catch on. Um, uh, so they were only uh, driven in parades where where they would throw out little plastic wiener whistles. Did you ever get the like? Oh, no, I that's we the, never. I, well, yeah, that was well, what we loved about them. parades. They would throw yeah. stuff at you. In those days, that was a positive. Oh, well, did you get anything? I remember very quickly when I did the Northwestern homecoming in 2001, literally a month or two after uh, 9-11. And uh, it was kind of, first of all, it was, you know, it was kind of harrowing deciding to fly there. But all that, that's another story. But we did, I did throw some things into the crowd along Sheridan Road and, and they backed away. I remember. <laughs> so, you know, and I didn't hit anyone. I was just like, here's a little fun thing. And they, no, not for me. So they I lost the day. scurried. Yeah, Stamped the crowd, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Aye, <laughs> but in because I, I wealthy, uh, suburbanites, York. North Shore, uh, yeah. they don't want. They want to buy things. They don't want things thrown at them. They want them handed on a silver platter. Yeah, because <laughs> that's yeah. in Evanston, right? Uh, yes, Evanston, yes, Illinois. Yes, yes. For those of you, and they've had a little bit of the nine eleven, you know, carryover effect. Oh, like what she's <laughs> of course. Even though I'm on a you could float, be a terrorist. It would be well, or. or Yes, I could be a graduate of a 1976 graduate on a float or a terrorist. Right? Yeah. It's easily <laughs> it go either way. So, uh, but I, I long for the days that you speak of, where you would they would throw the Oscar Mayer whistles. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been a part. I, of I that. still remember them. They were little plastic hot dogs, but they were, um, and yeah, and they were whistles. Then you go tweet for a while, and probably bug 
our, our parents and did nothing else that was good. And then you lose them, you know, because that's kids always lose them or broke it. It's, it's Right. And then they want to, can we take it to the Oscar Mayer whistle repair? There is no such thing. And that's when we realize we're on our own, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a tough lesson. It's a tough lesson when your Oscar Mayer wiener whistle breaks and you realize there's nobody who's, you know, going to repair that, that thing for you. It's gone. And, and good luck finding, you know, the, the, the Oscar Mayer wiener truck is long out of town. They've moved on. Right. Oh yeah, you can't go to them and go. Hi, guys. Can I just have a quick question? <laughs> we got to move on. I just wanted my whistle. It's on the verge of breaking. Is there a place? No, there's no place. And command that would be the worst. And I'm no. glad this didn't happen. To hear an Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile operator or mobile up, uh, then say that no, you can't fix it. Doesn't even exist. Wow. And and, and so by the way, worst. not give me a so, new Santa. one. How about that? Yeah, not getting yo. Not even we got to save them. Yeah, we we have to allocate them for the next town we go to. Yeah. <laughs> One, sir. No, but we've done the uh, quota for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would. You had your whistle. You should have taken care of it. And, right, right. And then Ooh, they get mad at you. Well, that didn't happen. It didn't thankfully. happen. So for years afterwards, I, I eschewed Oscar Mayer Franks for the delightful New York pleasures of Nathan's and also Hebrew National. Yeah. And and that which actually do taste so good. I think these uh, Nathan's particular uh, famous Franks, but. I didn't have them. So yeah. what to do, Scotty? I split these um, Oscar Mayer hot dogs, which I'd had, I had bought back when there were great shortages here. This is very much a, a story of our time because when I bought these hot dogs, these were the only hot dogs available. There were no Nathans, no Hebrew Nat, no other hot dogs. I think this was the last package uh, oh. of hot dogs in Gelson's uh, uh, otherwise abundant grocery store, right? Well, yeah. Scotty, I've had them sitting in my refrigerator. Finally, I says to myself, I says, Tom, I says, tonight we're going to make the we're going to we're going to eat these hot dogs. And but I didn't have any buns. And I and I and I was I was thinking of having one of those. We talked about it. Uh, baseball game dinners. I was going to have popcorn oh, yeah? and hot dogs. That was my yeah. plan. Well, honoring the opening day of baseball. Honoring the opening day of yeah. baseball, Scotty. And, yeah. you know, uh, and, and um, that was my plan. But uh, And I knew that that was going to be a high carb, you know, popcorn. So, But what happened, Scotty? I wound up doing something strange. It's almost like my hands took on another role. Uh, 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 they, they decided <laughs> to take over and do what was right for me. And they started – and I started cutting the – I cut the hot dogs in half lengthwise cook them they cook faster mm. that way obviously twice as fast and then after cooking put them on a plate and and grated cheese i just had some cheese from Erwan oh. grocery store packaged cheese uh, uh, cheddar i don't know and uh, over the over the um the now cooked and halved franks well and then i surrounded this scotty this is the this is where i feel like i may be a chef on the level of a Danny Meyer or you name it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about Oscar Meyer. I might as well, you know, okay. Danny Meyer. So <laughs> what happened is I surrounded the hot dog with uh, the hot dogs. I should say there were now four pieces in the center of the plate and, 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 and with cheese on them. Remember cheese, grated cheese, all of them surrounded them with lettuce, butter lettuce that I'd gotten from the local grocery store and then I put on it, Scotty. This is the 
I, I don't want to say the piece de resistance is such a cliche, but it was. I ha- I had a package of vinaigrette dressing left over from Domino's Pizza, Scotty. Well, oh, so a package. Wow, uh, a, yeah, a, a package, yeah, almost like a little bag yeah. that they have. And yeah, open it up and squeeze it out. It was delicious, Scotty. It was absolutely delicious. It looked good. It looked and was yeah. almost well, zero very carbs. Well. Yeah and, yeah, and I guess I'm kind of proud, Scotty. I rustled up some grub, as the cowboys used to say, and that's that's an old Western B movie expression that that sometimes is used for this day when men are talking to other men because it's less confusing than saying, "I made dinner for you, gentlemen." You know that sounds a little bit, you know, "I made dinner for you." I rustled yeah. up some grub. Now rustled grub is always a safe it's way a, to go. And, yeah, and uh, and it's. And you didn't. You didn't wear. Now, by the way, Mario, what you did, you really. Um, you know how people do. Uh, sometimes farm people will say, "I'm going to use what it's ever at the farmer's market today." That's what I'm going to use for dinner. And you took whatever was in the refrigerator, which is a version of that. And you said, "I'm going to figure out how to use it all." And you did. And there was no manual that tells tells you what to do. No, and, there was. Uh, that, uh, there no, was no cookbook. in a course I, I, going on. Yeah, I was flying. No, go, uh, flying no YouTube video for that. Yeah, you, every every these days. Oh, let's check out the video on that. No, you said I'm going to just go with it, and you really created art, Tommy. Edible art is what uh, I I dub it. It was sad and, to eat it because of the visual glory that was, yeah. in the sense, being debased by my uh, mouth. <laughs> Did you take the obligatory photo that one you, would put on Instagram? You know, Scotty, you I did not do that. And, and I, I, I think that I was afraid you were going to ask that question. And that's why I skirted uh, around that issue. Uh, I, a, a, a younger millennial probably would have taken um, pictures, videos, and, and it would be all over, uh, as you say, Instagram. No. No, I did not take a picture of this. Of, of the very first hot dog salad ever made. Um, but we know it exists because of this audio record that we're exactly this Exactly. Yeah. This is the only way people a thousand years from now <laughs> will know that I made, uh, or that, and I say it's I, it's, it's a team. Uh, the team at, at, at the hot dog, the, the fine people at the hot dog factories, which we know is, and that's no easy gig, yeah, uh, the people picking the lettuce, uh, packaging it, the first resp- uh, the first frontline workers at the grocery store who well, yeah. take my money and hand me my groceries back. Scotty, this is a big team effort. Well, it's great that you say that because uh, they, you know, the whole, so I, you're saying I didn't build this. We all, every, the whole country helped you build it. The whole country. Uh, it takes a country yeah. to make a hot dog salad. Scotty. Oh, yeah. Well, a country, and, an well, entire and, nation. And, and your imagination. And it's really, and I admire this because frankly, uh, Tommy, I, you know, I do not and have never cooked. I mean, what I do, I don't cook a heat. Now that could be considered, I can stretch it and going, yeah, that's cooking. It's really heating. And, you know, because my world, Tommy, uh, uh, my Bassets, as I've talked about yes. many times, I get my seven prepared dinners each week by the wonderful delivery person who I thank profusely. And, uh, and let's and just be it. clear, Bassett's is not a restaurant, but it is a no. catering company. Catering company that during, especially during these times and prior to that, I used to go in there and they also have a section like a sort of a cafeteria cell where you pick up wonderfully, uh, you know, huge heaping platters of tilapia with two sides and very reasonably priced. But during these times, 
I get seven delivered at a time for, for my week. So by the way, I'm spending so much less money on food. I mean, what I spend a week for Bassett's, I could have blown on a date with somebody because well, I'm not dating now either during these times. But so I get a whole week's worth of food for um, the price of one date, one date uh, that probably might not have gone well. Might, so it, the, might have, it might have the date might have ended with you saying not even getting along. And and why did you even take me to that play if you didn't like it? You know, that <laughs> right. So there's thing. so many. Yeah. So this thing is all positive. All I also, positive. So much better it, than a date is is a week's well, worth some, of Bassett's uh, food. Is that what you're saying? Well, so much better than a, a unsuccessful uh, date. I mean, I still hold out for the joys of a good date, but certainly I'm saving a lot of money in general during these times. And I will say what I do is when I get the dinners, I lovingly place half of them in the space age freezer compartment and then the rest in the refrigerator. And then I just heat it, you know, put the microwave three minutes. So I really, for someone like you, who does what they call the DIY philosophy in the kitchen, I have so much respect and awe for what you people do. Well, uh, us people, I don't know. Um, I wish I were part of a community, but I, I do feel that I'm part of a team. And, and as I say, the, the, the growers of the lettuce and, and not only that, but the manufacturer of the plates that I put oh, the food on. What about those guys? Oh, yeah. You know, I wouldn't know how to make a plate on my own. Now, you talk about DIY. If, if I didn't have these plates, uh, let's say it, it came to the point where the government came <laughs> pounding on the door and said, do you have, uh, we heard that you have plates. And they came in and they took my plates away from me. Yeah, Scotty. yeah no, it's a fear a lot of people have. It's a fear that, that, that and, 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 and but a lot of times we, we're in denial. We don't even think about that. We no, just, that's not going to happen. That's you know, come happen. on, you're being paranoid and all that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And we just reach for our plates and we take it for granted. But yeah. if I didn't have plates, them. Scotty, I wouldn't know yeah. how to make them. I, I would probably go with the wood. I'd sort of carve it or something out of a piece of wood to have a plate. Right. So and it wouldn't be very good. And I'd have to wash it by hand. Um, uh, uh, I'm saying this and I, I'm, I assume you, too, if, if you had to were on an island or just in New York and they took away your plates, would you know how to make dishes? Cooking, oh, of course. Cookware. No, not only that. So if we didn't have plates, you'd be shoveling various ingredients in your mouth because you couldn't put them down anywhere. Oh, I that's, mean, that's what with, would happen, that, Scotty. Yeah. There's no, would, instead of man, making plates out of whatever you have, dough or or um, crushed envelopes or something, uh, no. you, you just eat it straight from the box is what you're saying. Oh, uh, well, you hold, juggle it, literally juggle it because you can't place it anywhere. So you're- You juggle holding, the food. Yeah, holding one hand and grab, eating what you could and two-fisted eating. And that's not good for you. No. So the plates, I'm so glad you brought that up, Tom, because I, I must sheepishly admit, I don't think every day, every time I prepare a meal, whew, Thank, thank TG, uh, P, or thank, or I don't know what that would be. Thank God, F, P. Thank God, four plates. But I don't think it. I go, okay, I've got my plate. Yeah, so you like, know, you're, you're not really. Yeah, I, that 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 that's how I am too. Um, I'm I'm that way about forks too. Knives, yeah. I'm pretty appreciative of. Yeah, uh, spoons definitely. I. But forks, I, I, I sometimes I don't go, I don't think, gosh, how great it is to have for a fork. There's always more of them. That's something you always have like a lot. Like it's, I always feel like I never, what happens to my small spoons? I always feel like. Oh, those go fast. I find them. And do they disintegrate? And that's, a, <laughs> that's a whole other show, investigative reporting, right. getting through this. But well, small spoons, millions of them. 
I always never, have lots of them. I get lots yeah. of small spoons. I go through these small spoons very fast. They, yeah. uh, I, I use them to, to eat. Scotty, and I think our, our listeners will, will find this uh, most interesting. Small spoons are great for eating yogurt. Um, oh, yes. Yes, I've been doing a lot of that lately. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chobani, uh, the Greek yogurt people. Uh, and uh, I like, I've been doing a lot of that. And yeah, I, sometimes I do the large spoon and then I feel I'm doing something wrong. So you're right. You know small... why, why I feel, I, same thing. If yeah. I use a large spoon these days, uh, unless I'm eating soup, if I use a large spoon for anything, ice cream or, 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 um, or yogurt, I feel like I'm a baby, like I'm a little baby. <laughs> Well, cereal though, some people recommend same, a lot. Same thing with cereal though. I same yeah. thing, Scotty. I get this like creepy the... thing like, am I a baby now? Like, wow. it's it's you know, and 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 I, I, nothing nothing against babies, but you know, you've went through that stage. I went through that stage. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I, I I I don't want to go through that again, and that's what I feel is happening. Well, that's a great you know, that's something that no one's spoon. talking about again, whether it's function of the pandemic and being home or just where we're at in society but the fear of being thought of as a baby uh because no one wants to go back to being a baby you want to go back to your 20s but no really i want to go i want to be eight months yeah and i don't know what that was like i mean it's nice to have it was it, spoons were huge yeah. huge yeah <laughs> you couldn't even handle a spoon uh, oh so no, no, forget about it Ed, that for you. <laughs> uh no but uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I, I mean, that's a, that's a really, but, but the, so, so the point I making about so far, I think we've made about 19 different points well, all, all in just this incredible podcast. And, and it's not over it started yet. with hot dogs. And by the way, you know, I, since we were talking about hot dogs, I did a little research before the show and Tom Hanks has recorded, uh, he, it turns out he sold hot dogs at Oakland athletics games in 1974 and there's a picture of him when he did that. And he made a recording of what his, you know, hot dog vendor pitch was like uh, and set to crowd noise. And they're going to be playing at every Oakland athletics game during this shortened season. How, how amazing, Scotty. That, that, that brought to mind my own experience. I, Scotty, sold hot dogs at uh, Riverfront Stadium, which was at that time the home of the Cincinnati Reds. I did not know that. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I sold... Uh, popcorn as well uh and peanuts um but my specialty was hot dogs i was just that was but no the the the, the um i was uh, uh and i was not uh, not good at mm. it, um at first and uh, what is the most and, important and, and, thing well the most this is what i learned yeah. that the most important thing is volume mm. uh, i started out um hot dogs get your hot dogs <laughs> Hot dogs, get your hot dogs here. <laughs> about that, yeah, about yeah. That. I don't know if you. No one even that. looked up. But no one even looked yeah. up, looked up because even in the relative, as we we pointed out, baseball parks can be fairly fairly quiet, uh, just sort of murmuring, yeah. mumbling, a few uh, uh, shouts. Go get you go So my little hot dogs, get your hot dogs, hot dogs here. That was, uh, 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 and I was wondering, what's wrong with my hot dogs? Why don't they like them? Right. Are they... It turned out it was just a matter of saying it louder. And being the confidence, because you were shy. It's kind of a, you know, you're talking to all these people. Well, I was somewhat shy, yeah. and I didn't have the confidence that the, the big boys did, that were selling the hot dogs hand over fist. The, those hot dogs were selling like hotcakes. 
And I know what you're going to say, Scotty, <laughs> the, the stand-up comics uh, rejoinder. Why don't you just sell hotcakes? <laughs> well, well, I'll leave it for them. Well, that, that would probably be a hard. Yeah, leave it uh, for them. Yeah, yeah. Let them I mean, it. I wish they did have, you know, things like that. Hotcakes, yeah. Hot with syrup, and you'd sit there in a plate. <laughs> and uh, you couldn't focus on the game, though, because you really focus no. on pink. Hot dog, you could take a, you know, bite of it, look at the game. And, uh, well, you know, you're getting me hungry for hot dogs. And I was going to say, and for baseball, too. And by the way, Tom, now, our, as our loyal uh, listeners are from yesterday, uh, Friday, Thursday was technically opening day, but yesterday was opening day for the Mets. And as I alluded to, uh, even though I've been to many games, a few with you and our friends Bill and George and, and, and others in Brooklyn Cyclones games, which sadly aren't starting up again in the minor leagues this year. But uh, I never really sat, and my great friend Mitch grew up with, would watch whole Met games. I never really watched a lot on television. I sort of got highlights or maybe an inning here or there. But I just felt compelled. I got Hulu live, and now I have every Mets game. And I watched the last three innings, and the Mets, uh, I feel like I, I shouldn't say it because uh, I'm tape, uh, I am have it on the cloud. But I think by the next day, people know that they won. No, oh, oh you're saying that some people may have, in the old days, we'd say. I taped it, so don't tell game. me. But it was yesterday. So don't tell me the outcome. Yeah. But you, uh, I, uh, um, so let's just say, spoiler alert, if you DVR'd or in some way uh, have not planned to watch the, the a delayed version of, the of yesterday's game, game, yeah, plug your for ears the next, uh, for the next. Yes, two seconds. Uh, two, two seconds. seconds. Start, no more than no. two seconds. Starting right. now, Mets one. Start. And I saw the winning <laughs> home run. And uh, But Tommy, though, my point is, though, it really was, uh, you know, I had alluded to a little bit. Is, is it any different? You know what? I didn't notice. The car, they do have these cut, cardboard cutouts, which look a little yeah. weird. I know, I saw But it. then, saw actually, it, it really, yeah. you, it's like watching subtitles in a movie. In the beginning, it's like, I'm reading words on the bottom of the screen. And a few minutes in, you really think they're talking English because it's so ingrained, uh, at least to me. So to me, the crowd noise thing, they do pipe in a little. But I got into the game. It's like, oh, come on. And I even more so than usual. And, I, and when, they, when the Mets pitcher got the final strike, I mean, woo, like it was the World Series. It was, and I texted our friend George, and Mets win. And it was no sense of, yes, yeah, didn't really feel like it because I didn't hear the people cheering. And when he hit that home run, I was cheering. So what do I need? 20, 40,000. That's amazing, Scotty. That, this is huge. Yeah, it's a, trans, uh, it's, yeah, it's a breakthrough. It, it's a huge breakthrough. And also, I mean, if you think about it, Scotty, you you made the point yesterday, and, and it's a very valid point, and a point that actually is growing in validity uh, uh, with every day right now. And that is that half the time yeah. of the game, it is quiet because it's the uh, the opposing team yeah. is at bat. Right. right? That it, with baseball. With baseball, there is just this quiet time. Yeah, and they the, can hit. So the opposing team gets a home run. Silence. And it's just silence. Yeah. It's crickets. It's angry silence, cold, <laughs> even if it's fifty thousand people, unappreciative yeah, silence. Yeah, so that's what people. Right? Do. You're right. So that's it's really we're only talking half a game, and then only the half of the game where big things happen. And a lot of times, like yesterday, it was really that one. The home run was it. I mean, there were great moments and things that I was happy about. So it wasn't like, oh my god, it's, it feels so like I'm just sitting there. Right. It's like an away game. Yeah. You're watching an away game. Of the great essentially, sensation. Where you're, yeah. the, the, your team is in an, a, a hostile right. uh, ballpark. Ball yeah. And, and, that, and that refuses to cheer for yeah. your team. Basically, yeah. That's all. That's all. And you still enjoy oh, the yeah. game. No, no one took it. Oh, boy. That would have been great if I heard more cheer. No. 
I was excited. <laughs> he had a home run. Like I wasn't validated though. I didn't feel others feeling that with me. No, I. So really, I'm so excited by. And also, I've been to hockey games where the start talking about the most silent of silence is uh, when you go to a Ranger game or you know game whatever Madison Square Garden or a Blackhawks game in Chicago, and the other team scores. It's beyond silence. <laughs> it's, it's so it's incredible. It's just this. Uh, it's such angry oh, uh, uh, punishment. It's sucking silence. air at. It's, it's the silent the treatment. Air, yeah. That's what yeah. it is. The silent treatment. Exactly. The ultimate silent Oh, treatment. that's what you're going to do. You're going to make you're going to make a score against us. Well, we have nothing to say to you then. Yeah. No cheers for you. Nothing. No booze. Sir. No rustling. Nothing. It's just silence. <laughs> and it's really just this. Uh, so so again. So we're putting forth the whole thing that's not such a big. Yeah. Did they pull it off and no crowd? Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> no, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. You're right. It's worth watching. Worth watching. And one little thing, though. For this to... reason. Yeah. For these reasons that we Absolutely. Given, so it's... the baseball people, really, and this, again, we're not in it for the money, but MLB should be piping our podcast into every stadium during the game. Yeah, that's, we're the best that, that, that I think is the next step, yeah. is if they pipe our podcast. Yeah. But, of course, then we will be obliged to talk baseball which we tend not to do. Yeah. It's funny. We're not a baseball or sports oriented. Podcast. No, not at all. But, uh, but, but we have, we have no, we don't put any restrictions on our, uh, our subject. Matter. Well, maybe they could just keep playing this episode. So we don't feel obligated to have to cater them in any way. And then it'll talk about hot dogs and baseball. And it'll just be like the play, you know, you play the seventh inning, you know, dun, 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 or you play God bless America. It'll be, you play episode one sixteen of the getting through this with Tom and Scott. Wow, and you and and then the issue: Do you stand during well, that? Well, yeah, or, yeah. I'm going to go you know, for take a knee. That, yeah. that, that and and we don't get into that. We don't. That's that's not for our the thing. individual. I I'm happy if people kneel. If they want to kneel during, yeah. that's fine too. Uh, whatever. Fine. But the, but the thing is, uh, uh, also, but there was one moment though. I should. I don't want to paint be through rose colored glasses. It was wonderful. There was one moment that reminded me of these times when Orlando Cespedes hit the home run, he went in the dugout and they all high-fived. And I did cringe a little bit. And even the announcer said, oh, not mm -hmm. much social distancing there. Yeah. That was the only bringing back to reality. Uh, but again, it's a quick right. slap and you're outdoor. You say you cringed well, a, little a little bit. bit. Like, you didn't oh, guys, cringe a full, it wasn't a full cringe. Well, because I was so happy they hit the home run. Part, part, oh, yeah. So you, your face was a sort of a battleground of happiness <laughs> versus cringing. Yeah. And mostly happy. Right. But a little bit of. Uh, but mostly happy. Mostly happy. Because most guys. With a small cringe. Because they're outdoors. It's a quick slap. Hopefully they sanitize yeah, right okay, after. It. Okay. You know. They wasn't in the dugout. I somehow I thought they were in the dugout. I wasn't. They were in the dugout actually. If it was on the, you know, so. But I think they'll they'll be fine. But the dugout is partly. Oh, outdoors, it's all outdoors. Yeah, so that's that's fine. And I think, uh, uh, and I did see at the end of the game. You know, they all greet each other, and they did the elbow thing, which I thought had gone out of style. The elbow tap, but some did do the high five again. Really, you thought? Well, I thought because when do you need it? But. Because who's seeing anybody? But now <laughs> you're they, right. Nobody gets that. Close. Yeah. So what would you gesture? <laughs> You'd have to go out of your way to go up to someone, which you don't do. Yeah, but, it's dangerous. But in baseball, exactly. at the end of the game, they still do it. Uh, um, and I hope they say, don't do the high fives, though, you know, unless you sanitize seconds later, which, by the way, there was a first baseman yeah. who gave sprayed sanitizer on the runner at first during another game I was watching. So. It's a wonderful Tommy. It's a, you know, that, and you said it so well as we wrap up for, for today. We're not foodies. We're not, this isn't a food show. Yet you took us through a compelling 
and groundbreaking, innovative way to how to use hot dogs in a way, in a carb-free way that's delicious and rustling up a great dinner. Uh, and then we close by singing the praises of baseball without crowds, how we're explaining why it's fine because it's not all that noisy yeah. most of the time anyway. And what, and what hooked those two topics, those seemingly disparate, different topics together, Scotty? Oh, hot hot dogs. dogs. And wow, what, hot what dogs. better thing to bring people together and bring topics together and uh, maybe bring the world bring the together. Because again, we're not baseball experts. We're not these guys. ESPN no. Yet we put baseball on a pedestal in a way that these so-called experts uh, wouldn't be able to do because we know hot right. dogs as well. And then we even put pedestals on a pedestal. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. Pedestals are great. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. Why don't they get put on a pedestal? Sometimes? Yeah, because I know they. they yeah, they're a little. They're great. low key. They're great they go, I'm fine. I'm fine. But wouldn't you like to be on a pedestal? No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, just being a pedestal, I'm good. But you know, they should be. And again, again, it's good to put something on a pedestal. Oops. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're not. We're not opposed to putting things on pedestals. <laughs> Uh, uh, a lot of things are being taken off of pedestals. Yes. So now there's more space to good things, things good positive yeah. things. Yeah. And uh, that's the like hot dogs. Discussion. Hot dog. Right. Hey, who would be objecting to a, a hot dog statue outside of a. Yeah. That would be an incredible Scott, thing outside of Nathan's and Coney Island. A great tribute to the hot dog. statue of a hot yeah. dog. I don't see that getting torn down anytime. I would. Those. I don't think. Except by hungry, <laughs> hungry folks. Who think who, it's real. I think it's a real yeah, and that I wouldn't understand. blame them for. So let's not make yeah. it, let's make it more abstract. I think it was make it more yeah. just purely yeah stone. Yeah, don't don't make it like a color no. like a no. You know, red like a hot dog. Because no. no, stay that away from that. Yeah, because people yeah, a little had a few too many. They go, oh, this one looks good, and they take or it's bad for the teeth because they take a. Five that's out. what I. That's yeah. immediately where I, yeah. I went. Well, my father, you know, being be a dentist, I come from that. You bite into a statue of a hot dog. Oh yeah. The, oh, the dentists love that. They love. Well, the that. ones who do oh. the yeah, reconstructive work that'd be a yeah, it'd be a lot. Yeah. No, there. That's why that if, if ever you propose a statue of a hot dog, one of the first people that are going to say sign your petition are going to be dentists in a local area. Well, that's why we're saying a cautionary tale. Uh, salute the hot dog, but. Let's not bite into any hot dog statue. Bite into the real thing that Tommy makes uh, when your carb-free salad hot dog or Nathan's or, or anybody else and uh, en enjoy that. And uh, as we've enjoyed talking about it, as always today, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. <laughs> I guess I'm still Tom Saunders. <clears throat> and we're getting through this. <laughs>